0: N-P-R.
1: In the 1980s, Joshua Bojo was a chemist for the big pharmaceutical company Merck. Joshua's job was to try to draw out new compounds and figure out if they could be used for new medicines.
2: I was making 25 to 50 compounds a year by hand, one at a time. We were told that it would take about 50,000 compounds before we should expect to get a drug. So you do the math, the average chemist would never make a drug in their entire career. You can imagine him in a lab, hoping to find a treatment
3: one day for, say, HIV or hepatitis C. And he thought that a computer could help him with his quest. So he got one. Now, picture this. It's four decades ago. The computer is like the size of a fridge. He's ready to use it, but there's a problem because he can't even plug it into the wall in the lab because he needed a special electrical connection.
2: The people in charge said, we can't do that until we study the implications of this for all of Merck's labs around the world. Wow. And I just, I just wanted a plug. And so <laughs> it took literally three months to get this expensive computer sitting on a box at the end of the hallway, plugged in. To Joshua, that
1: weight was symbolic of everything that was wrong with a large company. Now, To be clear, this is not a story about Merck. This is a story about big organizations from pharmaceutical companies to car makers, because a new paper suggests that a lot of larger companies aren't allowing inventors like Joshua Boger to, you know, invent, and that these old giants are holding the entire economy back. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods.
3: And I'm Adrian Ma. Today on the show, just let me make stuff. How inventors get paid more at larger companies, but are not putting out as many game-changing inventions.
0: That's after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at etrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC. Member SIPC. ETrade is a business of Morgan Stanley. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel, Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR.
1: After that three-month struggle to plug in the computer, Joshua Boger had more fights with the powers that be at Merck. He discovered smaller desktop computers and bought an early Apple Mac.
2: And he still had problems. I had to backpack it in in the morning and backpack it out because it was against the rules to have a non-approved electrical device plugged in overnight. I did that for an entire year. You would have got some pretty strong back muscles. It was a full backpack, you know, with with the suspension on the back and everything. Joshua
3: also saw that new chemical or biological innovations would sometimes fall between the cracks of this organizational structure at the company, one that was built around different scientific specialties. And he thought bringing the different specialties closer together and organizing them around projects instead would actually help with this. But
2: I was running into active resistance from my peers who didn't like it that I was getting all these things and and the middle management sludge, which was really then slowing this innovation engine. I think anybody who's worked for a large
1: organization knows exactly what you're talking about with middle management sludge.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think this is general a general feature. And it's sometimes uh, active aggression, but often just passive aggression. Soft peddling, maybe. Just,
3: oh, that idea sounds interesting. We'll really have to study it.
2: it. We'll have to study it.
3: In the late 1980s, though, Joshua gets a call that
2: offers a way out of this middle management sludge. A venture capitalist called me and said, you know, you can do this faster on the outside. And I was incredulous. I had never heard of a venture capitalist Uh, I had no idea what they did. I said, but this is very expensive. And he said, oh, money's not a problem. Joshua decided to
1: leave Merck. He launched his own company, Vertex Pharmaceuticals, in 1989. Now, this situation is a huge dilemma in business and government. You've got larger, older organizations who often have the resources and experiences to do big things. Many of them perform their core business very well. Merck, for example, has saved countless lives by developing an HPV vaccine, along with their many other vaccines and drugs. But established organizations tend to struggle when radically new ideas come along. So if you're an inventor, where do you want to be? Do you want to be with a dusty behemoth or
3: at a scrappy startup? Ufuk Akchigit is an economist at the University of Chicago who wanted to answer this question.
4: The question is, how are we using our inventors? In the US economy.
3: Ufuk tracked 760,000 inventors using their patent records, which he then matched with their employment data. He did that with the help of Census Bureau economist and co-author Nathan Goldschlag. And what Ufuk and
1: Nathan found was that inventors earn more money when they go to bigger, older companies, like enough money to take an overseas family vacation every year. But these inventors tend to make fewer groundbreaking inventions. Ufuk and Nathan looked at not just how many patents were filed, but also how important were their innovations, like how often was the patent cited by others, and how independent was this breakthrough? And by that measure of inventive output, innovation declined
3: by up to 11% in those big companies. Now, how are those companies doing this? You know, paying more and not making as many groundbreaking inventions? Ufuk's read of the evidence is that the established companies are doing more in strategic hiring and strategic patent filing. That is, the companies are hiring promising inventors from startups, and they're filing for patents, but they're not necessarily doing much with that talent or that intellectual property. Ufuk believes that the companies are more likely to be defending their market share through hires and mergers and acquisitions, rather than creating new markets with a great new product
4: as firms are gaining market power, rather than becoming more innovative, they are switching to more defensive strategies. Were you disappointed to find this? It is a little bit disappointing in the sense that we would like to make sure that the US economy is using its resources in the most effective way. But of course, firms are just trying to maximize their profit and not necessarily the social welfare. Ufok also cites our old friend, middle management sludge. Normally, when an inventor is in a startup, typically all it takes is, you know, uh, to convince three or four people in the company to implement a new technology or or, or take a new direction. But when you're in a large organization, getting approval uh, uh, for a project or how resources are being uh, allocated within the company, then bureaucracy definitely comes in. Ufuk thinks this could be part of the reason why Americans aren't getting more productive as fast as they used to. The U.S. economy has been investing more and more in innovative activities. If we are investing more in R&D, we should grow faster. But that's not happening. Indeed, the opposite is happening. We are receiving less in return.
3: Now, of course, other reasons why the U.S. has slowing productivity growth might include regulation, low investment, and an aging population. But Ufuk and Nathan's findings help us with part of this puzzle, because When he looked at where inventors were going to work from the year 2000 to the year 2016, Ufuk found something that really worried him. We
4: see a massive trend. The fraction of inventors that used to work for young, small businesses, it's declining drastically.
1: Inventors and young small companies are often trying to come up with a pathbreaking discovery rather than defend old turf. And that's exactly how it worked for Joshua Boger, the chemist who started his own company, Vertex Pharmaceuticals.
3: Now, to be fair, Joshua's old company Merck has continued to innovate too. But Joshua's new company, fueled by empowered and hungry scientists, came up with some of the most exciting drug discoveries of our generation, including an HIV drug, and a treatment that could add three decades to the lives of people with cystic fibrosis. Joshua
1: is now retired from Vertex, but he says he still gets messages from people whose lives have been changed by his company.
2: There is nothing more satisfying than getting a letter from a mother saying, I have two daughters who I did not expect to go to their high school graduation, and I expect now to go to their children's college graduation.
3: Kind of makes you wonder how many great innovations we never saw because they got stuck in that middle manager sludge.
1: Our old nemesis. This episode was produced by Corey Bridges with engineering by Catherine Silver. It was fact-checked by Dylan Sloan. Viet Lea is our senior producer, and Kate Kincannon edits the show. The Indicator is a production of NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off.